Hello, everybody. Welcome back to Cantina MX Football Podcast. We're back with episode 301. Before we get started, just want to make sure everybody in Mexico is okay. There was an earthquake earlier today, so hopefully everyone's out there safe listening to us live on YouTube. We're going to go over the World Cup qualifying matches that we had over the weekend. And we've got another one coming up tomorrow. Want to hear from the panel tonight. Joining us... (coughs) Tonight is Joel. Joel, how we doing? Greetings, Jaime. Doing we- good. Doing good. We had a pretty good jornada of World Cup qualifying. Yes, sir. That I think it's going to leave many Mexican fans that were feeling salty after the after some defeats, some choice defeats. I think uh, right now they're really enjoy. Absolutely. And we got the Florida man. Chiquis, how we doing? Hello from uh, sunny Florida. <laughs> doing well. Awesome, awesome, awesome. Well, I mean, let's get right into it. World Cup qualifiers kicked off on Thursday. And uh, I'm not going to lie, it was a little bit of nerve-wracking against Jamaica. Uh, Mexico um, found a way to win. And uh, they got the victory over Jamaica. It was uh, Alexis Vega. But then they missed a sitter thanks to Piojo Alvarez. Missed a sitter. And on the immediate counterattack, Jamaica tied up the game. And Henry Martin bailed us out in the 89th minute. And then we also had uh, Mexico surprisingly on the road beating Costa Rica. It was a little bit tight at the end. Costa Rica started to uh, pile on, but they held on to the results. And gentlemen, Mexico are perfect record, six out of six points. Did you guys think this was going to happen, or is this a little bit surprising? You got me on the recording, man. We got my prediction on the recording. <laughs> oh, yeah? Well, what's the chickies refresh? I think I'm pretty sure I said six points, man. Damn. I was expecting four. Uh, I did four. But I, I've been a Tata apologist. Even with three, I would have been fine. <clears throat> yeah, I'm, I'm over here eating crow. You know, I thought it was going to be <laughs> maybe four points. Um, but these are some big boy victories, especially on the road. And, of course, winning at home. Uh, that is something that the current Nations Cup and current Gold Cup winners could not do. USA tied both <laughs> games. They have two points. They're they're not even if 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 this was to to end right now, they wouldn't even make it to the World Cup. So uh, did we did we fret? Did we stress? Were we too hard on this Mexican te- Mexican team over the summer? Yes, we we sounds oh. like too many. I, mean, I, always, <laughs> I always I I remain faithful to Tata. Oh, heck no, dude. He couldn't figure out the bunker uh, against Jamaica. He was struggling. Um, he needed uh, he needed to be, he needed to get saved there. Uh, Vega did good, and Martin did good, and everything. But uh, there was a lot of times where they were unable to beat that bunker. It, it was glimpses of against the U.S. in the bunker. And then this uh, game against Costa Rica, okay, it was away, so it was a it was a pretty it was a good result, but it was a penalty. There weren't very many chances for Mexico. The ones that they did have, uh, the the fanboys' main man, uh, Funes Mori, was not up to the task, and he's got uh, zero goals in these two games for qualifiers when it counts. And uh, Martin, who everyone's been hating. Actually has the the big boy goal, and hopefully that continues. Not, hopefully, uh, hopefully not everyone cheeky. I, can... I had faith in him too. Yeah, <laughs> I, I did. I wanted him when back when he was at back when he Cholos. was at Tijuana. I, I yes, I actually wanted Chivas to go after him, and uh, he didn't. He's not those fancy strikers, but. He's, he gets clutch goals, and that's, that's I'm good with that. 
Not so far, though. Not in the clutch so far. The thing, the thing that annoyed me, and I had the chance to on <clears throat> last game listen to the CBS broadcast in English, which Ooh, wasn't wasn't. I'm wasn't sorry about good. that. How was that? It was, yeah, it was, it was <laughs> typical. Like it was actually worse than like I think. Eustis uh, uh, and, and them at least they you know have some excitement and do sort of a good job, but this uh, this was like the 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 worst statement, and we've seen it before from uh, Farias where she was just fanboying it up for Funes Mori. And it wasn't because, okay, mm. you know, throw out some stats for Monterrey, his clutch goals for Monterrey, all the goals he scored for Monterrey, like throw out, throw out some stats or something, but it's more like the the support she gives to him is more because of all the hate for him being a naturalized or, you know, because she is exactly that. And they even had like a little clip today, a discussion that they have of how it is to be a, like a Mexican American or a, a, a mixed national, right, in the U.S. and stuff, uh, which is good and everything. But just to support someone because of that, because oh, he might be getting hate and he needs to be supported, um, and he's as Mexican as everyone else, and all this stuff is is ridiculous. So. There's other like I mean she did sort of yeah, a good job. But, but you know guy you know, Chiki, sometimes sort of though sometimes they have to play that angle where it's like they have to have some type of story, some narrative accompanying it, so like they could have like a talking point. And that could have been something they were going after. Like uh, have him as a focus or a focal point during the broadcast. Yeah, I mean, she didn't focus too much on it, but she did definitely give his support, give her support, like made it made it known. Um, but they also made it known that he wasn't, he wasn't, he was missing. Like he missed two clear opportunities, I believe, one for sure. Uh, the header that went went right to him, and he, you know, he missed that. So, uh, and and my statement still stands. There's no, there's no refuting my original statement on why he shouldn't be there. The Mexican national team is a representation of the country of Mexico and its soccer. And that's just not what these guys are. But anyway, yeah, six points. That's good. At least (laughs) at the end of the day, it doesn't matter how we win. It's just important that we win. Let let us not forget about the 2014 CONCACAF world cup qualifiers where Mexico out of 10 games, only won two of those and had to play against New Zealand for the 32nd yeah. spot of the World Cup. So things could be worse. I mean, we're already we've already matched that Mexican team from 2014 with two victories and uh no one's going to be really thinking about, well, you know, it it was a bunker against Jamaica and it was an unconvincing <laughs> game against Costa Rica. It was a PK and a in a very cringy PK celebration by Orbelín yeah. Pineda. But you know, it's... people love that thing though, man. <laughs> <laughs> oh, I, I have it's to, easy I have to for us to say those things, though, huh? What no, was it? I'll, I'll, I'll come in. After, I'll come in after you. After you finish your thought. No, I was just saying, like Mexico fans, we a lot of times we 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 have these expectations, and that some of these games should be easier, but we're not the ones playing. You know, we don't know what it's like to actually travel into some of these countries. Or to play these games, uh, and I think we go off of the media again. I'm, I'm gonna attack them again because they they put this this narrative out there. The ones that push this idea, you know, and and it go we could go back to La Volpe with this. We'll qualify walking, you know, and he had that 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 qualifier. A lot of the teams, if you go back and you look at the squads and you look at the players. They were pretty weak, you know, um, and that happens sometimes, which is why we have such a poor opinion of the region. But on average, it's 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 pretty difficult. Um, and Mexico has struggled a lot throughout the years, not just like four years, but just throughout the whole years. You could go back to 90. We could go back to World Cup 94 because that's since Mexico's been. Uh-huh. That's since they've been qualifying um, on a regular basis. <clears throat> and to get there, you know, it took him to the last match against Canada, you know, Abuelo Cruz scoring that goal. And we've had other goals like that against Canada again when uh, Jose Bolso scored the goal or else 
the team wouldn't have made it to the hexagonals. And so, you know, I, I don't know how, why uh, Mex fans forget that it's, it's, it hasn't always been an easy ride. There are, there are qualifiers where the teams kind of struggle a lot. Absolutely. I mean, it goes to show, you know, you throw everything out the, out the window. The, the goal is to get to Qatar as quickly as possible. So having two straight victories, yes, that's, that's just the best. That's the perfect start. Uh, how do you guys feel about our chances against Panama tomorrow? Is it at home or is it away? No, it's on the road at 5 o'clock tomorrow. Okay, yeah, Panama has been the second best team. That's right. Um, I, I think Mexico pull out the draw, you know? They're not going to go perfect three for three? <laughs> well, I, I think Panama's been, um, if Panama plays it right, you know, mm-hmm. they would settle for the draw. Because Mex is the type of team that, you know, you open up and they they will, you know, they will, they will get you. Um, so I, I do think if if they play their cards right, they could continue being up there in the points. So I wouldn't risk it against Mex. If I'm Pan- I'm seeing this from the Panamanian side. So if I'm Panama, I'm like, well, all right, if there's a rival, I could. Like, you know, like a respect is going to be these these guys. So Panama beat Jamaica 3-0. <clears throat> That's right. Um, and so Jamaica's was, been the worst that, that team. Was, that was in Jamaica, too. So that's um, that's something that Mexico was not able to do. And one thing that I will give credit to uh, the CBS Sports team, they actually brought up that uh, Mexico was playing in an empty stadium. At the end of the game, if Mexico had been... Zero zero, like they were, or what? Wait, what was the score? It was one one. It was one one. Yeah, it was one one. Yeah, so so yeah, I would imagine the Azteca fans would have been, you know, a little bit restless, a little bit booing. The pressure might have been. Oh yeah. Oh, most definitely. Most they would have started booing within ten minutes. It might have been a good a good thing that that stadium was empty, and that they were able to play without that hassle. Um, I, I know that, it. You know, I know it's kind of crazy to to think about that, but it actually did end up becoming an advantage for Mexico not having, you know, not having the fans there. I think because the fans would have turned on them. Yeah, isn't that crazy? So I, think, I think yeah. I think <laughs> I think Mexico. That was yeah. That was actually something fortunate for them. But I think they can. Uh, that's pretty sad. Pretty sad to sort of an insult to the CDMX, CDMX, can't they over there? But they, uh, they've always been like that, like like sort of like if you're not playing to entertain, they they will start booing. They've never been uh, very supportive of the selección. And you know, let's well, they they support. Like I remember one of my earliest. It was in '96. I was in Mexico City with family. And Mexico played, I think it was an Olympic game. That was one of my earliest memories of when I arrived with the family. The game had just ended and everyone was like in there. They were supporting. They were watching the game. They were in their like jerseys and stuff. And But at the end of the game, it was just a, a tone of negativity of, yeah, we lost like always. You know, just like these guys don't aren't good. You know, no sirven para nada. And they're just like, it was that, that whole attitude. So when things <laughs> go good, yeah, sure, it's good. But when things don't, then you know you're gonna get criticized. You're gonna get blamed. You're gonna get disrespected and stuff. And I think the the U.S. team is sort of seeing a little bit of that. Absolutely. So, uh, how do you guys feel about the comments about the Costa Rican coach saying that uh, Mexico is giant among midgets? Or maybe I'm paraphrasing that. <laughs> <laughs> what was the quote, Chiggies? The quote was. Uh... <laughs> The quote was, the king of of (laughs) CONCACAF is just a king amongst enanos. Enanos. And actually, it was another quote by the Panamanian Panamanian, uh, uh, coach had another uh, golden truth, a truth bomb, just like the Costa Rican coach. Do you guys have that? Do you remember that? No. No, I don't know. 
refresh our memories, chickies. Wait a second. <laughs> you know, there is truth to what he says, but yeah, it, it, at the end of the day, he's, he's making the rest of the region look bad. You know, because um, he made himself look he's, bad. He's taking, he's, he's, he is taking credit away from X, but at the same time, he's saying these teams aren't worth, you know, they're not worth on much. On the grand scale, on the grand scale of things, he's looking at the grand scale. So, like, if you if you compare Mexico or Concacaf to all the other regions, well, at least the two big regions, then they don't stand up. Yeah, um, but that's not Mexico's fault. Oh no! Well, yeah, it is. Sort and there's the whole thing with Mex at the at the end of the day, where it's like you can't say, "Oh, they only look good in Concacaf," because that that used to be for a while. I remember back when they first started competing in. You know, Copa America and whatnot, saying, "Oh yeah, cause just cause Concacaf," but it's it's been like what twenty over twenty years, thirty years now, competing regularly at top level. <clears throat> you know, going off, you know, facing off against the biggest teams. So, so they're they're a team that they hold their own no matter where they're at. What's up with these coaches throwing jabs at Mexico? There was another one, I think the Panamanian coach saying, yeah, I mean, we look forward to playing <laughs> against some Mexicans, you know, basically indicating that, you know, we're using naturalizados and Funes Mori's not Mexican. Um, <laughs> so, I mean, it, it's, it's just, just a lot of salt, it's man. Just, it's just, yeah, they're just trying to get in their heads, you know? What's going on? Chiki's, uh, I think he's uh, switching. Hello? Hey, you hear me? Yeah. I'm switching because I couldn't hear my audio. Oh, okay, okay. Yeah, um, like we can hear you fine, but I guess the YouTube stream wasn't able to pick up your voice, so Ricardo was yeah. complaining about that. Shout out to Ricardo. Uh, saying Mexico should have won 2 0. They grabbed Funes Mori midair and pulled him down by the shirt. Ticos Cochinos. Um, Mexico isn't look pretty to look at, but they're efficient for about 75 minutes a game. Okay. Yeah. All I know is um, Funes Mori, or they're calling him Fayas Mori now. I think he's getting a lot of criticism <laughs> for, for, you know, for being the. The striker and not being from Mexico, it's like you already have a bunch of people like against you at minute zero zero before you know the game even kicks off, and uh, and then when you miss, it's even more magnified. But I mean, I remember Chicharito missing left and right, man. So I feel like this is just another person to just put the blame on. But I think he's been playing fine. I do think Handy Martin came through for us against Jamaica. And um, I don't know, for this game, I would maybe switch things up. Unfortunately, we did lose Alexis Vega. He got injured pretty badly. I don't really know when his, you know, if he's going to be out for the year, out for the season. It looked really bad, but I don't know. We'll have to see. But that is... What they say, torn Achilles? or I don't know if it was, you know, somebody tweeted that, but I don't think that was true. But, um, yeah, I think they've sent him back to Guadalajara for observation or something. Yeah, that's the quote I was talking about, the, the Panamanian talking about uh, playing against one of the 10, 10, 10 Mexicans and one Argentinian. <laughs> and uh, that was that was pretty funny, and it's actually true. But then uh, apparently, and I don't know how accurate it is, we still said that uh, Panama has like several naturalized or, you know, mixed cultured players as well, so... But uh, if only Chickies, if only there was a way to find out that info. <laughs> Who's gonna look in the Panama stuff? Like Panama can, like in my opinion, it takes Panama like, barely, it takes barely, like two minutes. <laughs> well, they're, they're barely playing. They're barely putting together a team, a professional team. They could grab from whoever they need. <laughs> but they're the least of my concerns. But uh, 
Well, no, until, but they, I mean, until, it's, they, it's, until they beat Mexico. That's a weak sauce, that, that whole 10 Mexicans, one RG. It's very weak sauce. It's not like it's the, the other teams have never, you know, had players from, from other countries. They've played with naturalizados. It's just and, antics. But it's good. Yeah. It's good. I like to hear it. And it's one. I, I could imagine if it was four or five, but but just one. That's that's just you know he's just trying to mess with them. If he could get in, you know, in in Funes Mori's head, he did his job. Yeah, I I, I can see what uh, Jaime is saying about him. Like I think he is doing he is doing well. If not, I mean, every now and then they're gonna miss. Um, like the Mexican fan seems to just criticize every single like play. Like if yeah. one if one person doesn't do well, that's what the, that's why they hate Chaka. Like he'll make one mistake, and they'll like rail on him. But like if Ache Ache makes a mistake, they'll be like, oh, never, you know, don't pay attention to that. It's just Ache yeah, it's just he's they'll, under they'll, they'll it he's under more them. scrutiny, you know. Well, that, that was you know you know I got the good example for that because I was um there was Masa. Yeah. You know, they always call him a tronco. They, you know, they said he sucked. And he went on to have one of the best careers. If you look at across the board, Mexican defenders, he's, <clears throat> he's, um, you know. Yeah, he went to Europe. Not, not at the level, but he, he played, what, three World Cups? You know, he he played in Europe. He, he won did. league titles. and. Is he and, is he the only player to win a title with Chivas and America, or am I tripping? No, they could be. Good question, though. It's a good trivia um, question. Yeah. Could. I'll never I'll never forgive him though because he did say that the title with America was sweeter. And uh, <laughs> he also like flipped off somebody, right? He he was like flipped off the media or something. Oh, I vaguely remember that. But yeah, I mean, hey, speaking of speaking of America, though, I have to uh, I have to come to the defense of not not Club America, but United States of America. Let's hear it. <laughs> the uh, like you sort of. Uh, he sort of dissed on the U.S. national team, like uh, tying the first two games and whatnot. Uh-huh. It is. I will say it is. I will say it is early, still for them. Um, but we can't forget that they just whipped up on Mexico. And yes, they're on the. You know, they're not on the right path. Their players are like, you know, have been hyped this whole time, and now they're, they're ha- now they're having a little bit of trouble. Now the media is sort of getting onto them. Fans are getting onto them. And now this is sort of like pressure that Mexico has had this whole time. I don't think it's still at the level because it's not like U.S. national news and stuff. Well, but uh, here's the thing, though. I think this is what's happening is like his tactics are finally getting exploited because against Mexico, like let's not forget the the two games that they lost, the two finals. I mean, it took overtime and it also took like, you know, sort of like a last minute ditch effort. One of I think two of both of them were from uh, were from set pieces, you know. So it's like I think that worked out in in those like knockout games, but in this round robin or whatever this qualifier, this hex noggle, hex or octagon, I don't even know. There's like eight teams now. I think like his tactics are are starting to get exposed a little bit, and I think that's where the the reality is starting to check in for the you know the USA. They're like, oh shit. You know, we're not going to be able to get away with this, you know, for 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 this qualifier. Yeah, uh, well, you, you know what? I have a problem with Chiki's word usage. You said whooped. Two, two uh, winning with a OT and penalty kicks is not exact. I don't know. That that doesn't go in my definition of whooped. <laughs> well, one, one, of them, one of the games was... Definitely not their full starting lineup. Yeah, but and but it doesn't. It you make it seem like, you know, they had Mex against the ropes, you know, they or, they, or that bit. or that they outplayed them, and, and and that wasn't the case in either game. And I think that's that's part of like 
people forget how, and then both games were here in the US. So you kind of forget how they won and it gets, it just leads to the more hype. So you have this young squad, they all play in Europe. They beat Mexico twice. So, so the expectation is super high that, well, they could beat Mex, which technically they didn't, not in regulation time. Um, then these other teams are going to be, you know, weak sauce and, and we're going to, we're just going to, shouldn't well, have a difficult time. And it's. So I'll retract and I'll say not whooped, but they couldn't handle <laughs> the US. Mexico couldn't handle. Okay. They, I think the US, you know, they have good talent, individual talent. But like you said, their their cohesion and their tactics might not be up to par. And even long ago, not, not long ago, but years back when Pulisic was coming on the scene, everyone was like, oh, Pulisic is going to like dominate. And yes, he would show flashes, but as a whole team, there wasn't like a real danger. Um, and now with all these other players that are like really hyped up and really good playing in Europe and everything, they're still not like the huge danger as a team against Mexico. But still, Mexico isn't able to to do to impose you know their will and like actually win the game in these past two tournaments against the u.s so even with bad tactics on burhalter side and you know the lack of cohesion through these star players mexico couldn't get through them because i think because of tata and that's i think a lot of large part of it is tata and we saw that with jamaica when I was like, man, this is like should like what Ron says. This should be a cat and mouse game, and get them to push out. But Jamaica was just bunkering, and Mexico can't handle that. After all these years, Mexicans still don't know what to do against the bunker. So that's the my my complaints are more on the Mexican side than than hyping up the U.S. national team. I do find it really funny. I'm going to see if I can find it. Um, they interviewed, uh, you know, the men's national team after they drew against Canada at home. Let's see if I can find the clip. It was pretty funny. And then after the match, the house played out. Give us your thoughts on what happened on tonight. Yeah, listen, I mean, they came here and they, they wanted to sit back. They didn't want to play, and that was easy to see from the eye. It's always hard playing against that, you know? You get a couple chances, you have to score them. And then they go the other way and score a goal. And I think we had so many better chances than them. We hit the post. They said, uh, yeah, they didn't want to play. They just sat back and defended. I'm like, huh, that sounds familiar. <laughs> <laughs> That sounds vaguely familiar. You mean like when uh, when you guys play against Mexico, you sit back and defend. <laughs> what does that mean? What does that mean, though? What it means that they're it seems like the U.S. So that, so they're complaining the same way Mexico complained. So they are like the mini Mexico or the Mexico from back in the day, which means they're the ones that are controlling the pace, and the other teams have to bunker against them. Whereas back in the day, it was all the teams had the bunker against Mexico. So U.S. is sort of progressing in that aspect to where yeah, now, they're, now they're imposing. They need to do the offense, and they're not the ones bunkering. They're the ones coming onto the attack. That's just like a, an indication of their increased skill level individually uh, on their players. Yeah, I mean, it's playing in El Salvador to start off the qualifiers, I mean, that's not easy on anybody. So, I mean, I, I can give them the pass there, but d- drawing at home to Canada, that is a no-no. That is a no-no. You got to win your home games. No, I mean, you do have to win them, but again, look, Max having difficult time against against Jamaica. So it's it's not... Yeah, but they, like got, the, they the got the win, though. The that you could just beat them up. But they got the win. At the end of the day, they 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 found it. They found no, the I know, but it just kind of shows just how how difficult it could be. And Canada again, because we we we're thinking Canada, and then we're just seeing a team that historically, you know, they're they're pretty weak. But they've been working, they've been working their national team. They've been putting a lot of work for a while now, and and because of course they're they're going to be part host too. So that's that's one of the things, but they've been doing a lot. Alfonso I mean, Davies, the, the, so good. Aside from the two MLS teams, they they they, they have their own league now. 
<clears throat> so that's more players that they have available uh, compared to before. So I mean, they're they're doing their part too. And as you know, we don't keep track on those teams because we don't follow them. But but then when the you know tournaments like this roll around, our our image of them are still from from like four years ago. So you know what I mean? Absolutely. Yeah. It's like, a, it's like a girl. She's like the ugly duck. And then you see her at a party four years later and she's all hot. You're like, when did this happen? And so. We saw that yeah, last time though. When I think John went to Canada, right? To cover a, a Mexico-Canada match. And, it, yeah. and that was actually a pretty good Canada team that Mexico won, but they gave some fight. So this Canada team might apparently might be actually pretty good. And well, El well, even, even if they're not good, you know, if, if you if you're putting in a lot of work into your team, uh, they're putting in more money for to play more amistosos, bring in better trainers, not just coach, but like even not just manager, but coaches. So yeah, you're you're eventually you're gonna have you're gonna have a team that is more stronger than than if they just. Yeah, what? that's making yeah, me so I mean, making me come up with a prediction, though, man. See, I think oh, I think it? the U.S. the U.S. had the tougher of the two games than Mexico did, and so I think Mexico might lose to Panama, dude. I don't know about so that. Away. We'll see, man. I'm, I'm gonna, gonna have to stop prediction. you there. <laughs> well, and and right. you know, the same with with same with Panama. We were talking about them. I don't know what if it was in the podcast or in the DM group. We were talking about how when they started like building their soccer program and how they were sending players to Colombia, you know, they had the Colombian players and then they were bringing in Colombian coaches, you know, the managers. And that's, that's a big, you know, reason they ended up becoming contenders in the region. So I, that's, and so, you know, that's another team. They sort of went down because a lot of those players got old they aged out, but I do think as long as they, they keep they keep at it, I do feel they're going to be one of the stronger teams. Yeah, we'll have to. Well, we remember Panama. Go ahead. We, we remember Panama from uh, one of them previous Gold Cup games. They made, they had Mexico shaking in their boots and then they claimed uh, they were cheating. <laughs> Well, that was with that ref also that has horrible, horrible calls and didn't take control of the game. If I'm not mistaken, um, wait, who did who did uh, Mexico lose to in that Gold Cup? I think it was was it Panama or no? They beat Panama on a penalty, a controversial penalty. Oh. But then they lost to Jamaica. I think they lost to Jamaica, right at the end. There was one that they like they lost in the semis. I forgot who that was. I think I think it was. I think I think it was in 2013. In 2013, um, Mexico lost to Panama, and then uh, you know USA ended up beating them in the final. Yeah, 2013. But uh, we'll see how it goes. I I think uh, they should have enough. To uh, to get the victory, I want to see now. Now that I see them win two in a row, I want to I want to see them go for the third. I you know Panama beat uh, they did beat Jamaica three zero and they did tied out Costa Rica. So I mean we've had the similar opponents, the same opponents, and we'll have to wait and see. The only thing is Alexis Vega is out, and I think Edson Alvarez accumulation of yellows. He's also out. So we'll be without those two players, but I'm sure they'll get the job done. Um, USA and Mex and uh, Honduras play tomorrow, and uh, I remember that game in Denver in the Nations League, and uh, it took 89th minute for USA to beat Honduras. They were giving them a hard time, and let let us not forget uh, in Guadalajara when they had the tournament to qualify for the Olympics, uh, Honduras beat USA in the semifinal. So. I would say this is going to be a pretty evenly matched game, and uh, 
I could see I can see Honduras winning, especially because they're they're hosting. Oh, against the U.S. Mm-hmm. Mm. I I would definitely not sleep on Honduras, man. They've they've been and, and and the United States, as we know, as of late or as recent news comes about, um, might have a split locker room or a little bit of drama going on <laughs> with uh, McKinney and Pulisic and maybe some injuries as well. <laughs> You guys know what I'm talking about. We'll have to wait and see. I really don't really keep up with the the U.S. team and all their drama. Uh, there's another room. You guys hear me? Yeah, yeah. All right. I wasn't sure. I I got dropped. Oh. I wasn't sure. I was I was back in. All right. Carry on, good sir. There's another. Oh, you don't know what happened. You don't know what happened with McKinney. No. Oh, oh. <laughs> you're missing out, Jaime. <laughs> I thought you would have been all over this. This is just perfect for you. What's going on? Dude, there's there's cheek clapping, bachelor, <laughs> bachelorette party crashing. Really? I'll, I'll, let, Cheekies, I'll let Cheeky say it. Well, okay, so this is all, I don't know if anything's been confirmed or whatnot, but uh, apparently Weston McKinney, well, he was sent back to Juventus by the coach. No one knew why. It was, it, was a co- it was for breaking COVID protocols, oh. but no one knew the details. Landon Donovan in a Grant Wall podcast came out and said that he knew why, but he was going to say, and then everyone started raging because journal- journalists were supposed to divulge everything, and they weren't divulging anything. Oh. Apparently, that's the, the way you do things. And then rumors came out today saying that Weston McKinney um, invited one person into the bubble, whatever, mm. and... That person may have been uh, Kristen Pulisic's sister. <laughs> nice. <laughs> or, or some other some other person, like some other player's like cousin or something. I forget what it was. Ooh. So yeah. that might have been the case. And everything started blowing up after that. Hey, keep the family close. They were also saying he crashed the bachelor party or something like that. Okay. Yeah. So you start partying, and and then uh, so apparently I think Juve's trying to get rid of him. So it's so like everything's coming down on this dude. Let's see what she looks like. But Jaime, because I know you get great joy at watching the Nats lose. Yikes! Uh, uh, so I think police. Pulisic's not going to be available. Mm. That Weston dude got sent back, and the Dest I think is injured. Oh, and and then the Giovanni dude, uh, the, the Giovanni uh, Serena. Gio. Yeah. So they're going to the they're going to be without like four starters. <clears throat> oh, then they're definitely getting their their cheeks clapped in Honduras, and <laughs> for sure, I could see that happening easily. Man, it did surprise me. Well, I could see them going not to play if they're in San Pedro Sula. They, <laughs> they're not going to want to play, but I, I feel that it, it's a young squad, man. I, I am seeing flashbacks of of when Max had their golden generation mm. and there was all these expectations, and this is kind of similar, but it, yeah. it's a very young team, and... They want results as if they're a finished product. And I guess that, that beating Max is sort of biting them in the ass yep. because the whole region was watching. So now they were like taking them more serious mm-hmm. or paying more attention, like you say, part of like cracking their tactics and whatnot. And and so that I think it's it's hurting them a bit. But it at the same time, you know, making them stronger. But let's see, because... You could just uh, tell how much faith there is in, in Berhalter because even though he got those results that should have been huge uh, for them, especially, you know, beating Max twice, it, they don't seem to care because, of course, the threat of missing out on the second World Cup, it, you know, is still casting a huge shadow over them. So that's that's the big fear. But I, I feel like they're like, 
thinking, okay, you bring in another coach, all of a sudden this team's gonna be playing tiki taka, and I don't, I don't think that's the case. They could change the coach, mm. and I don't think much will change because it's still a very young team. Yeah, it's it's gonna be a long qualifier. There's eight teams this time, you know, so there's gonna be fourteen games for four for three direct spots, and then a fourth, <clears throat> qual, you know, playoff. So. It's, yeah, they can have that fourth. It's it's gonna be a long thing, but obviously getting off to a great start is very important. Um, I do want to add, there is a rumor going on that Tata has uh, plans to bring in a second naturalizado by the name of Alexis Canelo. The Santos defender, correct? No, he's the uh, striker Wait. for Toluca. Oh, who am I thinking of? Because I was hearing there's... Oh, no, no, that guy was um, posting it. He, he oh, you're talking about the Brazilian from Santos. Yeah, I forget his name, but he was like kind of promoting himself. Um, yeah, I don't know who that Canelo guy is. <laughs> Doria. You're talking about Doria. Mateus Doria. Yeah, there you go. Yeah. Uh, man, with strikers, it, it just goes to show the, the, you know, it's it's a shame with the Jovela thing and it's already, you know, broken record. No use in mentioning that. And also with Chicha well, and then Raul. So that, that kind of sucks for, for um, Tata where that should have been a problem where you have an abundance of strikers. And it's, it's a problem of who do you play to now you can't. The problem is who can step up and, and you know, take over that spot. So <clears throat> dude has to be going after naturalizados. And you really shouldn't, fans shouldn't really hate on him. It speaks to the league. There's just not that many players. And we've talked about this here at Nacium already. Again, broken record again. <laughs> Puros, puros discos rocos, rotos aquí. Um, same thing. That's what happens when the league goes off foreigners, you know? So there's not that many players. So that's what you're stuck with. I don't agree with Alexis Canelo. I mean, we have strikers. Um, who who would you put, Jaime? I'm waiting for – everybody's waiting for Santiago, um, his debut. You know, uh, now that he's at Newcastle, I think it's time that we – we put we put a bow tie on this thing because until he gets actually you know on the pitch, he'll still be eligible to play for both USA and Mexico. Um, his his butt buddy Pepe also didn't get any minutes, so you know he's still eligible to to technically play for for both countries until he gets he gets his uh you know substitution. But Alexis Canelo, I mean, I get it. You know, he's been at the Luca for a while. It's got a a good goal record, but I don't really, I just feel like it's a slap to the face to have to wait on this guy to get papers and then call him up when there's plenty of talent. You also have our national all-time goal scorer who uh, just did an interview with Manchester United. Um, and he was talking about, you know, uh, his starts, his upbringing, and, you know, he wants to return to the national team. And I think, you know, you shouldn't, Shouldn't leave him out for Alexis Canelo. I think Chicharito could still be useful off the bench. That's more yeah, Hamilton really Tata, man. He, well, that's the thing. Hey, well, hey, he's trying to grab Jake all these is, players. Well, Jake is really quick. Um, how do you know that's just Tata, Tata doing that? You know, there well, there could be a veto on 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 Chicha. He he's the one that he's instigated stuff. Well, they need to bring in. Uh, they need to bring in uh, Piojo back on to take on the reins because he, he's no titere, man. He ain't going to let no one pull his strings. And if Tata's <laughs> letting people pull his strings, then he's, that's another negative for him, man. He doesn't need to be letting people do what, telling him what to do. If if there's no forwards, as there's no strikers for Mexico, then why are you disregarding Chicharito? Um, why, are you, why, are you, why are you not doing everything you can and, and saying, uh, you know, like to get Carlos Vela even back? 
and there are there are like players we you don't just if you say like all our forwards suck you don't just try to go get a naturalized you try yeah, exactly. to exactly use what you have you use the sucky players that you have because that's what your team is <laughs> we haven't even used macias yet he's in getafe i honestly think this is uh tata's harebrained idea because you know alexis is from argentina and i'm sure <laughs> he wanted to start you bros i'm sure i'm sure it Tata and este Funes Mori go get mate in the morning, and you know I'm sure they have their 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 connection, and so he's got more trust okay. in his in his own people. You know how it goes. Actually, this is this is another great thought I just had. I'm sure if uh, if Tata was at Chivas, he would say we're at a really disadvantage because we can only have Mexican oh, players. Oh God. Like, <laughs> Yes, everybody's crucifying Bucetich for saying that. For saying the obvious. <clears throat> but that was he, he said by that. almost every coach that's coached Mexico Chivas. So, yeah, they said it just... just in, he, Matias said it best, which is like... And I'm giving him credit. Even, jo- shows like, uh, even Johan Cruyff <laughs> says that, you know? It's like, <laughs> it's the obvious. Yeah, but Matias, you, you have to like how he said it. He said... uh just coaching the Mexican players, you have to think two or three times harder. That's basically being at a disadvantage. You have to do two, three times the work. But then he added, but I love this. I love doing this. So I think that's what Buse was missing. Urban, I, I'm at a disadvantage, but I like this. I like this yeah. challenge. <laughs> he forgot to add the little extra piece there. Oh, wait, what did you just say? You just said Almeida said it? Almeida said that just being with the Mexican players, he had to work two, three times harder. Yeah. But then he added, but but I like, I like this. He said, I like doing that. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I need to get that. I need to get that screenshot for me again. Ricardo says they need to naturalize Doria, the Santos center back. Doria is better than Montes. I wouldn't mind him playing for Mexico. He's got good size, very disciplined during games. And he's Brazilian. I mean, have we ever had a Brazilian naturalizado apart from Sinha? Yeah, the Pumas guy. Who? Blonde dude. Oh, it's the Leandro. There you go, Leandro Gusto. Oh, wow, I forgot about that guy. That was legendary. He was for Leon. <laughs> no, he won. He won with Pumas too. I remember. I could be wrong, but his he played for his first team in Mexico was uh, Leon, and then he went to Pumas. There's this goal that he scored. It was from end to end. That was a golazo, man. Oh yeah. You still dream with that goal. <laughs> he um, just thinks of the gold, so Goldilocks hair. You know, he's he's sold on it. I remember that goal. Um, so during these international matches, there was a friendly between Chivas and America. America won two zero in the Cotton Bowl. It was a packed stadium, so uh, that was going on. Another defeat for for Vucetich, and I feel like they're they're starting to uh, sharpen the knife. I feel like he might be getting the getting the boot. Who knows? For a uh, for a Malero, Jaime, come on, come on now. <laughs> I mean, it's not helping his case. I'll tell you that. It's it's a Malero, man. He needs, if if he has to like try stuff or try players or test tactics, this is this is the time. And now with no Alexis Vega, it's things just got more difficult. Um, yeah, that is true. But, but we we we've said it already. Um, you we would have to see Belayes step off first. Buse would have to like. Mm-hmm. There would have to be a complete breakdown, and I did hear that Chivas was like upset with the Buse interview, and I do feel it was that. That to the end, kind of set him up with that gotcha moment. They were, seems like they were looking for something because then to the end, ran that interview with with Moncho saying, "Oh, this this bothers me." Like 
he changed the narrative a bit. If you can't win with Chivas, then you you shouldn't be coaching this team. And yeah. that's like oh, they're this is, they're just setting it up here. <clears throat> yeah, I agree. So I, I do feel like if you're at a team like Chivas, you have to be very careful who you, you know, what kind of interview and all that you give. I was looking at this list. Goal scores ever since Javier left. Leading the pack is Chucky Lozano with five. Raul Jimenez with five. Orbelin Pineda with five. Funes Mori with four. Ache Ache with four. Lainez with three. Enri Martin with three. Uriel Antonio with three. Macias with three. And Tecatito Corona with two. So these are the players holding it down for Mexico. Funes Mori scored four, man. He's already he's already up there. It's crazy. <laughs> yeah, he's no one's gonna remember those though if he can't if he can't get you know a goal in qualifiers. I agree. Um good news with Alexis Vega, it's just a sprain, so he's estimated to be out for two to three weeks. Okay, not bad, yeah. man. I was already whoever tweeted breaks. Whoever tweeted that he had a blown Achilles, man. You guys need to stop with that. <laughs> I, I'm telling you, man. Chivas is all. It's you know, it's clickbait. Any any negative info they could throw, uh, they will throw it because it, it's you know it's easy bait. It's easy to to get to get the fans, the the Chi hermanos, all riled up. Ricardo is really happy that America won that meaningless friendly. <laughs> is, he, is he an Americanista? Or he said, he... I really enjoyed America porking Chivas in that friendly. Vamos, America. Oh, snap. He said, I didn't know. I th- we can no longer be I friends, thought, Ricardo. I thought, he, I thought he was a gentleman of culture. I'm going to have to rethink. <laughs> <laughs> There was a video in the DMs that it's inappropriate, but yeah, it was funny. <laughs> oh yeah, it's like this is how you say this in Spanish. This is how you say this in Brazilian. This is how you say this. <laughs> oh yeah, I, I think, but I, I, I wasn't expecting uh, Chivas to beat America. I think they're they're one of the contenders for the title. They had a really great season last year. I think. What did them in was their their own, you know, the partying, the players got ahead of it, you know, the, the escorts and all that. It's sort of like, you know, it 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 was like that meme with the dude on the bike that that trips himself. Oh yeah, <laughs> that 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 was Ame last season. So it'll be interesting uh, how they do now. <clears throat> yeah, I mean. The actual Super Classico is not too far away. It's going to happen on September 25th, match day 10. So we're we're just a few weeks away from the Super Classico. But yeah, Mexico will face Panama tomorrow, 5 o'clock. Be there or be square. And then Liga Mekis action returns on Friday. So really no time for a recovery. Pumas are going to play Chivas, so that should be a fun one. One of these Where two teams. Where is that game at? It's in uh, Mexico, Mexico City. Ciudad Universitaria. Okay, okay. <laughs> and then Pumas, on that note, Miguel Mejia Barón is back. So he's he's like a director president. Yeah, he took over. He has a spot now. Oh, okay. Chiquis, Chiquis, you know, he's a Puma. Yeah, he's vice, uh, sports vice president. Oh, there uh, you go. I don't know what the, I mean, we'll see what happens. I don't, I don't expect. No faith on the good doctor, Chiquis? <laughs> well, maybe. I mean, we'll see. It's all about, like, I mean, Pumas is Pumas. They need to either get their fourth of Latica in order, which they're something out some better players, or uh, open up the pocketbook a little bit more. Oh, the pocket, yeah, definitely the pocketbook. 
That's the whole problem of the Pumas. Miguel Mejía Barrón, nuevo presi vicepresidente deportivo de la institución. Okay. Let's see, he was a player in the 60s and 70s, and he coached many teams in Liga Mekis, including Pumas, and he made them champions in 1990-1991. He was also the coach of the national team? Yeah, 94. No hey, shit. Were you, were you even born... <laughs> Uh, I don't know. The name, the, I mean, I don't know who he was, you know? I'm just looking him up right now. That's crazy. Okay. No, yeah, and he was assistant to Tuca at Tigres. So oh. he was with, with Tuca. He was Tuca's coach. And then he took, in 94, Tuca was one of his assistants. Oh, wow. Yeah, so, I mean, those those guys worked together for a long time. He's 77. This dude's old, man. He doesn't need this. It's bad for his health. <laughs> man, you... Yeah, but his position that he has, you know, just advisor... And... Low stress. <laughs> yeah, you want players like that. Chivas should be full of players like that. It's it's kind of sad that they don't. I mean, you could see Real Madrid, you know, they had Baldano there for many years. They had the other guy. What's his name? I keep forgetting him. I remember his nickname, La Sajeta Rubia. Another Argentine. God damn it. What was his name? He was one of their first, like, superstars. <clears throat> he was, um... Damn. Here he is. Uh, it was... Di Stefano, there you go. Fredo Di Stefano. They had that dude, you know, they they these teams will bring in some of their some of their like icons and stick around. Chivas just wheels their in, like at the start of the season. They would like parade. Parade what's left of the campionissimo. And I was like, ah, oh, that dude just kinda I don't I don't like that. But, they they got him playing uh Moleto's out here in Napa and stuff. Oh, those are other. Those are <laughs> but... <laughs> yeah, there's a bunch of retired RX players that go around small cities in the States collecting, uh, Monies and doing appearances, playing these partidos moleros. It's what we do with our legends, man. <laughs> <laughs> well, they're doing it themselves because, you know, it's um. Those matches, Chivas is not, the club is not, it's not sponsoring them. So they, if you notice, they wear like a pirata shirt. Yeah, they do. <laughs> they should see and that's even sad for me to say that they should be hooking them up and saying yeah i know right help you promote this you know some of these dudes need to make their car payment or whatever and uh it's it's you know <laughs> that's what it's, um, it's promote them that's what ricardo said he said mejia baron is back stealing all those puma bucks hopefully that's not the case <laughs> <laughs> that's not the Puma bucks is sort of like Monopoly money. <laughs> <laughs> it's not legal tender. <laughs> legal bucks is just, only, is just like only a few though. It's like a it's like a roll of a bill with like a twenty on the outside and a bunch of ones in the middle. <laughs> <laughs> well, boys. That pretty much covers all the topics we had for tonight. Do we have any uh, closing thoughts before we wrap up episode 301? Oh, man. Let me see. Closing thoughts. I sort of had one. but I... <clears throat> Yeah, I think we could see a bit of what we talked about uh, last pod. How if you have a lot of your players that 
that um, they played together, how those teams tend to do better than if you could have players in, in really good teams, but they're all spread out. And we've kind of seen this with, with, you know, the U.S., they have their Euro stars, but, but they all play different teams. And this is, right now, a Mex team doing good is mostly, correct me if I'm wrong, lads, this is mostly uh, Liga MX players. Yeah, that's true. So, you know, just, just pointing that out, just, just throwing that out there. I mean, when we talk about our golden generation, we'll not even come close to the current Belgian squad that, you know, they're the golden generation, man. I mean, we'd be lucky enough to have one of those world-class players, and they have a bunch and even they can't win any silverware. It just goes to show how <laughs> impossible it is to win at the international level. It's not easy. It's not just you don't win on paper. This isn't FIFA. You can't just put a bunch of really talented players and here you go. Figure it out. Like It's it's so hard to do. So uh, I think the team, I mean, the fans should be should be grateful that we've we're not at a at a bad start to, to the road to Qatar. Two out of two victories and maybe a you know potential third. I think uh, it should be smooth sailing. What you got for me, Cheekies? My final thoughts are: uh, I think uh, Panama has a decent shot at getting the win against Mexico. Also, the United States, um, I think, are gonna come back and and make the make the World Cup they'll they'll be all right. But but, but how do you see him against Honduras? You know, against especially go, going be... in with missing players and, and all this drama. That might be how a... do you see that playing out? Because think about it. If they fail to get points, they're gonna be stuck at two. And then who do they play after that? That might be a blessing. Um, they might actually, you know Fire their coach or what? They'll fire themselves up. They might. They might actually get you know motivated, understand that this is serious, and hopefully the pressure doesn't crumble them, and they come out and do okay. I think they might still get a bad result against Honduras, um, but I think down the line they'll you know they'll come together after a break, and uh, and, and eventually qualify for the World Cup. And I'm sort of hoping for that because if they don't, if they fail again. And all these uh, Mexican American fans are going to be insupportables, man. Okay, well, see, they, they, this is this is the road. They, they play Honduras tomorrow away, and then, and then after that, I, I do think they have like a slump buster in Jamaica. They're hosting Jamaica, who's been one of the worst teams, so that yeah. that could put them back up. But then they play on the road to uh, Panama, and that could be another tough, tough game, followed by Costa Rica at home, and then they will close it with Mexico at home. So I do think November twelfth. Uh, I do think they will have to, if they lose, if they were to lose, which possibilities are pointing quite high. Make, you know, they need to have a strong. After, you know, they will have to beat Jamaica and then get as much points from their next two games before playing Max. I just, I find it, I think it's harder not to qualify than it is to qualify <laughs> if you're the U.S. national team. Like, they have to really, like, try hard not to win these games to, like, not make the World Cup. Like, it's crazy. It's crazy. I don't know, Jaime. I think you're discounting some of these rivals, man. I think you're taking some credit from them. I think eventually, you know, Costa Rica will bounce back, you know. So, yeah, who knows? Maybe maybe things will get complicated over there for that fourth spot. But I personally think, you know, Mexico, Canada, and, and U.S. Will, will make it. They definitely want to uh, do everything they can to go to the Qatar 
and then because yeah, yeah, they're going to be hosting next, you know, so you want to look good for your for your dress rehearsal. You don't want to just be like the country that automatically qualified to the World Cup because they host it. You know, they want to they want to prove to themselves that they can qualify without any help. Uh, Ricardo's asking us when we'll be back on spaces because he finally made a Twitter account. He wants to hop in on the conversation. Um, uh, I don't know if I can, but I was thinking maybe tomorrow during the game, but I don't know what's going on with you guys. Uh, I probably won't be able to do it tomorrow. Uh, then, so then maybe for the next one, since since there's a game, they're playing, um, you know, World Cup game. Yeah, we'll uh, yeah. go ahead. Like, uh, if he's got WhatsApp, we could. I mean, we could get him on any, either way. Like, if he wants to get WhatsApp and we do it this way again, or if he wants to get Discord and we can well, end that way, like twenty apps. <laughs> <laughs> now nah, we'll 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 hop back hop back on Twitter Spaces. Um, not sure, maybe for next episode. I'm sure we can do it. Yeah, but yeah. if you do have WhatsApp, uh, shoot shoot the cantina account a, a message and then we could do it through there yeah if you want to say with your chest man this will be your platform to be able to talk to us give us your thoughts we definitely don't talk about america as much on this podcast so maybe you could be our our voice for that <laughs> but i want to thank everyone for uh joining us tonight episode 301 let's hope mexico gets a perfect three out of three tomorrow against Panama and uh, hopefully Honduras beats USA just for the lulls. But uh hope everyone has a great night and we'll catch you next week. Bye.